Welcome to Soul Awakening with Sandra. I'm happy to have you here again. So let's talk about the rest of where the ego plays at. The rest of the playgrounds. Because the ego has a lot of them. See, as long as you're unconscious to what the ego does, it can play anywhere it wants to play. Last week, we talked about one of my dogmas that I had to move through that I found that my ego was playing in. And it was on that recorded loop. And I had to bring it forward because it was a little girl that was holding on to a preconceived message that was given to her and she was never released of it. So I had to pull that young girl forward and let her release it and let it go by giving her another directive to follow. Yeah, directive, kind of like, you know, the Borg, <laughs> right? I mean, if we're talking scientific and, and we're talking science fiction, then that's what we're living in duality. Total science fiction, but total duality. You get the good and the bad. You get the positive and the negative. You get endless, infinite possibilities. But your ego doesn't want you to know that because your ego is trying to protect you. Your ego is not your enemy. But maybe your ego is not your best bud either. Yet. And I say yet because your ego can be your best bud. Right? See, there's one part of the, the, the formula that we missed, right? Because we weren't told that. We weren't given that download when um, uh, people were feeding in information to us, whether it was our parents or, or whether it was a professor at university or whether it was um, your elementary school teacher or just family and friends. All these downloads that we got by the age of 10, right? Or before 10, because as far as science is concerned, children begin to have their cognitive ability about 10. They begin to ask deep questions that most parents don't want to ask. So they just say, because I said so. And there starts that playground that the ego plays in. Because we're, the children are registering that in their subconscious. And, and the subconscious mind is filing it away in that magnificent brain that we call a com or the computer that we call our brain. Let's put it that way. Right? And we're not told that we are soul, body, and mind. That we have three mechanisms in us, three living mechanisms in us that are, are activated so that we can make the best choices we want. And here I say we want. See, but the mind doesn't want you to know that your soul is existing because then it has to give up being the creator of you. So it thinks. Because it's not soul creator. Right? Your mind has been giving you fight or flight 
for as long as you have been allowing it to. And I say allowing not because this is, this is what you want. It's because you're not acknowledging it. You're not observing it. You're not conscious of it. Your, your ego and your mind work subconsciously. There's these subconscious stories that have been told to you. So let's talk about another one. Um, I'll use my example. I was raised believing that Adam sinned because Eve sinned first and then convinced him to take a bite of a illusionary apple that represented it or was a representative of wisdom and knowledge, the tree of wisdom and knowledge. And this God was holding back from us, right? That became a story or a playground that my mind and my ego could go into. And anytime I stepped out of bounds, say out of line or tried to step out of that preconceived box that it had set up for me, it would go back and it would play that story. It would play that story and I would get back in line. The thing is that Adam sinned, Eve sinned, and now all of humanity are sinners and now we have to work really, really hard to get back right with God so that when we die, we can go to heaven so that we can be judged, right? Judged by a God who loves us as to whether we're going to stay in heaven with them or go to a preconceived hell. And everybody, every religion has its version. But that's where my ego played. Because then I didn't know any better. And that would hold me back from living in my now and actually enjoying life because I was living in that moment of trying to get right and, and, and be right. And then, you know, 3,500 years ago, we figured now you can be born again. There's a, you know, it, it, it just, that playground just gets bigger. And the, the, the born again status is rededicate your life, your, yourself and your, 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 your mind and your body to uh, Christ the, and, and believe on the blood of Christ and you'll automatically be forgiven. But first you have to believe that you're an original sinner. And I couldn't get that. If God created everything and everything was good, how can he now flow through me as a sinner? So the, the, the ego played there. First, the ego played as, as a victim of sin and always working towards getting better and, 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 and a victim of sin and judgment. So if God's judging me, then everybody else can judge me. Right? Remember, the ego wants the label. It doesn't care what the label is. It doesn't understand 
your now moment and you saying, well, I am a child of God. Well, that's very vague to the, to, to the ego, very vague to the mind. What does that mean? Because I've seen you in your past and I see you when you worry about your future and I hear that, that constant uh, loop of a record, a scratch distorted record playing, but I don't get you in your now moment, right? Well, that's where the ego plays. It plays in, I was told that Adam and Eve sinned. I was told that we are sinners. I was told that Sandy is a sinner and Sandy has to get right with God. Oh, now I'm told here's a way to do it. But is that way really for my greatest good and the greatest good of all of those that I was going out and telling that them that they were sinners and that they were damned to hell if they didn't get right, if they didn't believe on the blood of Jesus. And here's another religious dogma that separates because it says it's right. My Baptist background said it's right, right? It's right. But I wasn't told that I had three beings within me, three conscious alive beings creating within me. And the one that creates for everything, the one that is all, is all buried in all of those playgrounds that the ego likes. Didn't know that then. But for me, I was just very blessed because at 10, I could hear the questions that were resonating deep inside me. And at 10, I was bold enough to start asking questions. And I noticed that when I asked questions that would amplify the greatness that was in me and ask questions that would, I, then I didn't know that would be for my greater good, I would be led down a path. I began, began to be open to the fact that I had a soul and that soul was connected continuously to God. You, you could call it God. I like to call it mother, father, God or source, the source of everything, the source of all, the presence that is never an absence because it's with you all the time. See, in, in most religions, we weren't taught that God is with you all the time. We were taught that God's up there. An anthropomorphic man in the sky dealing in judgment. And if we accepted judgment from a God, then we could accept judgment from everybody else. And everybody else was contingent and caught and subconscious but conscious in their subconsciousness about being sinful, being imperfect, always working towards being perfect, but never quite right because you're told by your pastor and your minister and um, your, um, your priest that you're, not, you're imperfect and you have to uh, 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 constantly be in prayer. 
and you have to constantly repent. But your repent isn't good enough. Why? Because your, your ego is tapped in. Your ego, their ego, everybody's ego is tapped into that one story. And that story grew and grew and grew. And remember, a, a belief is just a thought. A thought that you put there or that someone else put there. And if you have that thought long enough, long enough, if you deal in the belief that you are born from original sin, then that thought is going to become your belief and you're going to believe it long enough that it becomes your truth. For me, I believe the truth gets rocked when the consciousness of God presents something else for you that starts to shatter it. For me, it was allowing those questions to come through me, to filter through me, to ask why and what more? What am I missing? What is the secret piece that I'm not seeing? Because there's a whole dimension around you that we aren't privy to because we are, sub, are subconsciously and subliminally being led away from it by your ego. It wants to pull you into that playground. And that playground for me was being told that I was born of an original sin, not a first love. So the ego likes to play play in your playground and it's got names of all the playgrounds. It's got envy, it's got malice, it's got hate, it's got discord, it's got um, uh, every story that you were told that made you feel less than worthy. There's a playground for that. You wake up in the morning and you say, damn, it's Monday, right? I just have to get through Monday. This is, you know, Mondays, you were told that Mondays weren't a great day. Whether in the work world or in your play world, Monday is a great day. It was created by the, the creator itself, the creator of everything. It created Monday. It gave humanity the thought to put seven days a week into, into action. When we can just live each now moment and not think about the days of the week. But that's not what we created for ourselves as a collective consciousness. But yet your ego plays there. Your ego plays on how the days of the week are, oh, woe is me, until Saturday. I can't wait till Saturday. You're in the future. And the ego likes the future because you can't wait till Saturday. What's gonna happen Saturday? Is it gonna be a great day? Because it's future, you're anxious about it. You're anxious about being in the future, about work and about play and, a, and about a whole hell of a lot of things. Because in the playground, back here in your subconscious, and you gotta remember, your ego and your mind, they're smart. They've created every file that you have. So they know when you're trying to 
rewire it. And they'll let you or allow you to think that you're rewiring it. But when you put your soul, when you go into the depths of who you really are, that authentic you, it's your soul. Your soul knows what you want to do and how you want to change and what stories you want to change and how you want to bring those playgrounds forward and delete them and create new playgrounds that your soul plays in. Yes, your soul has a playground. It plays in love. It plays in joy. It plays in hope. It plays in faith. It plays in happiness. It plays in um, surrender. It plays, your soul plays in a lot of areas that you didn't know that you had available to play. It plays in a playground called creativeness. See, so your soul, your soul is playing in these playgrounds and your ego and your mind is playing in fear and lack and envy. Your, it, it's all the stories and dogmas that have been set in motion by others and don't don't get it twisted. Some people thought they, that they were doing it for your greatest good. They were doing it because they loved you. Because someone else did it for them because they were loved. That's another dogma that we'll, we'll talk about. Another playground is not having self-love for yourself and being in the playground of how others love you. And that's your choice. That's the only choice that your subconscious gives you. We'll talk about that another, another time. So what I want to say right now is, and I'm mainly tapping into these religious dogmas because they rock you, they move you, they take you off your center if you're not aware of it. Religious dogmas keep you in a box, and it's your your choice, your your free will if you want to stay there because it's comfortable and that's totally all right or if you want to say no I want to live more some religious dogmas they were put there because someone else thought it would be for your greater good it's for women it's for their greater good that they keep producing babies yes but is it really for their greater good? Through the religious dogmas, we have men telling women how they should utilize their body. That their body isn't for them and that they don't have really have free will over their body. But it all started with a religious dogma. That man of mankind was lonely. God created woman to keep man happy. And then man rules over woman. It's a religious dogma. You can't change everybody, but I just want you to know that that's a thought pattern that was put there by someone else. 
And your mind held on to it because it could make sense of it. And the ego said, okay, he's ruler. And the woman's ego said, okay, we're, we're subordinate. Right? But when you want to break free, all you have to do is know about that dog band, know where the playground is, and know that you were born with free will, and know that you were born with the gift of love. You were born through first love, the law of one. Everyone is wholeness. The presence is never an absence, and it's within you. And you were born triune. It's not about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's about body, mind, and soul. And then Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is within you. It's wholeness. But if you don't know the dogmas, yes, if you don't know the old stories and paradigms that were given to you at birth and constantly re repeating on repeat, then are you truly using your free will? So thank you for joining Soul Awakening with Sandra. It was nice to talk to you in this sacred space. Have a great day. Be well.